Hello, and welcome to e-commerce in the age of COVID-19, bringing you discussions with e-commerce thought leaders about the challenges and solutions they've encountered. I'm your host, Sam Kellett. Our episode today features a conversation with Stephanie Benedetto, CEO and founder of Queen of Raw. I'll be back at the end of the episode to wrap up. So Stephanie, thank you so much for taking the time to join us here live from New York. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Yep. Formerly yeah. live from New York City, right now in the Hamptons. So, right now, all right, live from the Hamptons. <laughs> and uh, if I can just start off, if you could introduce yourself and just give us a quick overview of Queen of Raw. Absolutely. So, hey, everyone, my name is Stephanie and I'm the Queen of Raw. Uh, my family's actually been in fashion and in textiles and supply chain for over 100 years since the 1890s. Wow. Yep. So I very much grew up around this industry, was always passionate and loved it and believed it was very powerful around the world. But I disliked all the waste it produced. And I just believed there had to be a better way that made sense for people, that made sense for planet, but also that made sense for businesses profit. So I didn't do the family route. I went to Wall Street as a corporate attorney, but I guess we end up getting back to who we are in the end of <laughs> in the end because I started specializing in fashion, technology, sustainability. Awesome. And then went out on my own to go build a business and change the world. So Queen of Raw is a global marketplace for anyone from an individual to the biggest brands and retailers in the world to be able to buy and sell their unused textiles, that fabric that sits on rolls collecting dust, or it traditionally gets burned or sent to landfill. We give them a platform around the world to market and sell it, make money, keep it out of landfill, and turn what would be pollution into profit. Fantastic. I like that last line, pollution into profit. Thank you. That is oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, So as someone who deals with dead stock, which right now we're seeing unprecedented amounts of because, you know, companies haven't been able to sell their spring collection. How has the coronavirus changed your day to day? It's been, you know, an, a unique time. Of course, we hope everyone is staying healthy and safe. That is first and foremost. But, yeah. you know, as we were talking about before we went live on air, if there's one thing that this has done, it has woken up the world to these issues around supply chains being broken and a lack of caring about people and planet and these sustainable systems mm -hmm. in the world. I mean, we're all personally feeling, right, when an Amazon order now takes weeks to get to you. You're seeing what happens in periods of disruption when things are broken and when we rely too much on, a, you know, a dependency on a certain region of the world or this, right? So for us, it's actually been, for lack of a better word, an opportunity for our business. We have been growing in our user base and our customer base month over month through this, because as you mentioned, businesses small to large are sitting on a crisis of supply, right? More unused inventory now than ever. And they also need to cut costs to be able to save and make money during this yeah. period. We want to survive, but we also want to help them thrive coming out of it. And this dead stuff, this unused inventory, it's a way for them to sell it make mm -hmm. money today, and then put that money back into your supply chain. Maybe you don't have to furlough all your workers. Maybe you can look at innovating into the future to doing better for your supply chain, for your customers, right? Um, saying coming out of this, we hope businesses are thinking right now about digitally innovating their way out of crisis. Yeah. I, I, one, of the, one of the recurring themes that I've seen uh, throughout this podcast is about retailers doing just that. 
yeah. and uh, seizing on the opportunities they can to become profitable during this time. Uh, because you got to stay, you got to survive. You got to make it until e-commerce makes it on through. A hundred percent. And I love that you kind of hit the nail on the head with the word profitability, because when somebody, when people hear the word sustainability, that yep. F word, that means so many things to so many people, they automatically assume it's going to cost you more money. And yep. that is so further from always the truth. The whole idea of circular economy, the second world is a, is economy. It's an economic principle. This is about the longevity of your goods, the quality of your goods, the value and price point of your goods. And by keeping your, <laughs> by making your supply chain more circular, it makes it more economically efficient. This, we've improved for some of our customers, their bottom lines by up to 15% in a year. Awesome. That is massive returns. And so, yeah. you know, we need people to understand more about what the business models are that can support them and the value that they're getting out of it. Yeah. One of the things we've been recommending is uh, is that people really pay close attention to their supply chain because the companies that are that are doing the best through this are the ones that are able to know not just their top tier suppliers, but those supplier suppliers and those supplier supplier suppliers, because the more connected you are, the more you understand where something could break. Absolutely. And this was all, you know, information about your tier two, tier three, down to some of our customers have tier 14 suppliers, right? I mean, that's 14 people deep. We would just, it's dark data. You didn't know historically what was going on at that level, but that's where a lot of these waste and costs are occurring that you can recoup and save on if you're a little bit better with access to information. And so it becomes, you know, for everyone across the supply chain, if you look at these issues and you solve for them today, it's a win, win, win. Absolutely. You know, it's it's funny. I've been wanting to talk about that with someone because it's crazy how everyone is everyone keeps trying to focus on saving money during the manufacturing process, which has already been shaved down nickel by nickel over the centuries. Yes. But there's so much opportunity in the supply chain in in reducing your lead time, in just making sure you have more control over how you get your materials, that that's where the real savings can happen. I agree. And I think, you know, I mean, what is it up to 85% of time and up 60% of, of a business's budget that's producing a good can be spent on sourcing the raw materials in the supply chain. So if that's how much time and cost it takes, that's how much time and cost you can save by solving some of these challenges today. And it's something that so many of these businesses had relied on the old school way of doing things the way my great grandfather did things in the 1890s, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe we're managing orders by pen and paper or an Excel spreadsheet if And that's where all of this time and money got wasted. But for what's going on right now, it forced businesses to slow down. And, you know, the benefit of not having to produce collection over collection right now is that you can stop and think. Think about the way your business is run and operated, thinking about the opportunities in your supply chain to do better, to get off those Excel spreadsheets, right, with solutions like ours and digitally connect the dots in real time in your supply chain. Um, You know, it's powerful. The the fact that you turn on our software on Queen of Raw and know for in any moment, things like the amount of water, the toxins, the energy, and the dollars you've saved just by buying and selling the unused inventory. And, you know, th- there's power in those that number and that information, of course. Absolutely, there is. Well, do you think, <clears throat> excuse me, do you think that uh, this effect you're seeing now from COVID-19 of a, an increase in dead stock right now, uh, how is this going to affect the way that you're going to be doing business in the future? Like, has COVID affected any changes in the way you do it? So it's obviously brought to light when I first started talking about these issues around supply chain, sustainability, dead stock, waste, Mm -hmm. or dependencies on China years ago. It just wasn't top of mind. 
for a lot of fashion brands and retailers. It was a nice to have, but not a have to have. Um, they would come to us and they said, yeah, you know, we, we have X amount in dollars in liability and unused textiles in the books. So, you know, it'd be nice to do this, but it's, it's not critical. Well, fast forward to today. And it is the, I think the latest McKinsey report said it's one of the top two to three action items for any CEO in retailers to address these issues. Right. And so that has kind of forced the hand. Um, they're all looking for solutions. Uh, and fortunately we're here and we've been building this technology and this platform in this community of now over 175,000 users around the world for a while now. And, um, now that it's top of mind, how can they do better today? And of course, where do you start today? And to me, the obvious place to start is with your waste, your dead stock and unused inventory. It's there, it's readily available, and it's a great place for you to sell. But let me tell you, it's also a great opportunity to buy today. Because for some of our big brands and retailers, they're not only selling, they turn around and buy. And why? Because with dead stock, whether it's raw materials or finished goods, Mm -hmm. you find what you need, when you need it, at a steep discount, look yeah. right where you're manufacturing. And so I think for the future supply chain of tomorrow, which you kind of alluded to, one mm-hmm. that is around on-demand, efficient, localized, digital, sustainable, this is the future and we can support that. I like that. And it's it's interesting that you say that it's actually a good opportunity to buy for some people because it's it's been the same thing that we've seen for uh, for ad spending. Even though right now people are like, I can't, I cannot spend money on ads. I'm just trying to stay profitable. It's also cheaper than ever to advertise because everyone feels that way. Exactly. We're getting for some of our customers up to 80% or more off wholesale. I mean, and it's high quality stuff and it gives yeah. you a sustainable story to tell. So not only are you saving in your bottom line, but talk about the ROI, you're also improving your top line because yeah. now you have actionable data tied to metrics to share to your consumers and especially the millennials and the Gen Zs who care so much. And now mm-hmm. more and more around the world, this is touching everybody about the good actions you're taking. And the world is going to remember. The one thing about social media, among many things, things is that, um, right, it creates a record and everybody is out there creating that record and that story. And they're going to remember and know who took good actions through this and who kind of survived and thrived and did better coming out of it. And I think that's important. And brands and retailers are realizing that. It's why we're working with more and more, um, even through this COVID period. And the mm-hmm. one thing about this, it, it is absolutely critical for them. Yeah. And so many times when we talk about this, right, when it comes to finished goods, there are incredible platforms, right? Like, you know, Depop and ThreadUp and The Real mm-hmm. Real, right, and Poshmark, who are buying and selling secondary goods and finished goods. But nobody seemed to be paying attention to the raw material side of things up the chain. And I believe that the way we solve these issues of waste down the chain is by thinking about these issues and how to solve them up the chain. And that's kind of where we focused. I think that's great philosophy. You got to take care of the upstream before you do the downstream. That's it. <laughs> yeah. uh, one thing that I was interested in talking to you about, uh, because you mentioned that you've you looked into it some, uh, I've been noticing that based off of Q2, we saw a huge lack of demand for shipping because people weren't getting their product shipped because of supply chain disruptions, and that this is now going to lead to a Q3 with fewer shipping containers than we've seen in a long time. I. Uh, How do you feel about this type of supply chain disruption? Do you think it'll affect your company? Yep. Good question. So, um, you know, yet to be determined, I think a lot of what is going to happen through the rest of COVID and coming out of COVID, which we inevitably will. um, The, what we're seeing, I think is that 
in response to maybe shipping changing, right? Your Amazon order not coming to you as quickly as you thought about it. What does the future supply chain look like? And this is what we want to empower. What if we never needed to ship anything anywhere ever again? What if you could find everything you needed from raw materials to finished goods right around you in real time when you need it? And so sorry to our amazing green shipping partners. We do ship every single day all over the world. But our dream, once we've mapped the world's dead stock, is to be able to geolocate for everyone in the world what is readily available right around them that they could use today. You don't need to ship anything anywhere. So, you know, is that going to be the future? Yes, I believe so. To get there, people are still shipping goods. We have still been shipping goods every single day all over the world, despite this period of disruption. And the beauty of having all this information of where the dead stock sits digitally Mm -hmm. is for a business or a consumer, you can avoid areas, you know, impacted by disruption because you know where to move and where other inventory is available. We have heat maps that show you where inventory is. And like I said, for a future period of disruption, which unfortunately there inevitably yeah. will be, you can avoid this again. And we perhaps won't have the supply chain bottleneck because we'll have more information and resources available everywhere. I am very interested to see yeah, what, what comes of this, what changes we see in the way we do our supply chains. A funny little fact, um, you know, despite what's going on, and, and it is a, an opportunity, but a yeah. period of uncertainty for some of fashion, retail, and apparel, um, the sale of shirts have been up, although the sale of pants have been down. So thank you, Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> But people are still purchasing and consuming. I don't think fashion is going away. We need clothing to wear. It's power. It it represents a lot of who we are. But I think how we make the goods and how we consume them and purchase them and what we think about is going to change. Yeah. And that's that's not surprising with shirts and pants because, I mean, I I wore a nice shirt when I did the webinar for ROI Hunter, but I was wearing sweatpants. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, nobody's Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There is one thing through all this too. It does humanize us, right? All of us are all in our home with our families. And, you know, you probably hear my four-year-old and my newborn. (laughs) That's why I'm doing what I'm doing. I want to change the world for my kids and future generations. We can and will, and we're not stopping till we do. That is a a great aspiration. I completely agree. And I, uh, you know, I just want to end then with one final question that I've been asking to everyone, which is if you have any specific advice Uh, you would give to online retailers about staying profitable during this part of the crisis. Yep, absolutely. So for a lot of brands and retailers, right, we're hearing every day about the closing of the stores, the, you know, impending or existing bankruptcies. It doesn't mean they're going away, right? People get bought out of bankruptcy, people stop plans, people reopen stores. So there is absolutely a future here. But I would just ask brands and retailers before they take any decisive action that their employees and their consumers are going to remember stop and let's take a minute and look at what you have that are assets of value in your supply chain. Because you know what? You may think you only have X and liability on the books, but since working with us, those brands and retailers have found sometimes it's 10X or more that they can monetize and create value out of. And that is value they can put back into their supply chain in other areas. Um, You know, if you're looking for a great model of how to do it, caring, uh, the brand that, oh, you know, Kering, K-E-R-I-N-G, yeah, yeah. fashion brand retail, and they own a lot of incredible brands. Um, they are uh, a great example where they printed on their website. You can go to the sustainability section of their website mm-hmm. and read the literal business plan and blueprint for how they went through their supply chain, what changes they took that were more sustainable, better for people and planet, but how that drastically improved their bottom line and their profit. And um, that's a great place to start. And we're here to help walk you through it. That's why. I work Queen of Raw.
That's great. And I'm, I'm going to check that out. That sounds like a fascinating look through how you would break down a supply chain, which I've been looking more into. But Stephanie, it was, it was absolutely fantastic having you on the podcast. Thank you so much for all of your advice and information. Anyway, we're happy to help. You can always reach out to me at Stephanie at queenofraw.com. Um, together we can and we'll change the world. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Thank you. That was my conversation with Stephanie Benedetto, CEO and founder of Queen of Raw. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to this podcast for more interviews with e-commerce thought leaders about how they're dealing with the current crisis. Thank you.